It's Christmas morning for hockey fans. It is NHL free agency, a day where teams can really shape the future of their franchise and get some fresh blood. What will the Nashville Predators do today? Will they use that cap space to go out, swing for the fences, and get one of the big guns in the NHL? Will they make three, four, you know, couple more smaller deals, bring in some good duck people? Or is nothing going to happen at all in Nashville today? We'll have our predictions for that, what David Poyle should do, and we'll predict where some of the top guys on the market will end up playing by the end of the day. All coming up today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked on Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. That was a really loud uh, cup drop you had there. Sorry. Sorry. I'm Nick Morgan. (laughs) I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com and... I have a partner in crime and we're off to a great start already. We are. I'm just want to be very clear. It's not wine this morning. <laughs> it's matcha. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at on the Well, we have what? 12 hours of free agency coverage coming up today. So that's right. Uh, who knows what's going to be in that cup by the time <laughs> here today. It's not going to be wine. Not after Saturday, friends. It's not going to be wine. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Happy start of free agency, everybody. This is the time where teams can go out. Uh, I believe noon Eastern is when the signings can officially start to roll in. We've already heard some chatter, some talk, maybe a couple of big moves. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Nashville Predators do. Now, right now, they have uh, just under $10 million worth of cap space to play with. About 9.6 is the official number. You got to figure maybe a million and a half to two million ad is going to go towards Yakov Trenin. So realistically, probably about $7 million to spend a day. Um, And it's going to be an interesting spot because the Preds, probably need some upgrades in a few different places. So do they maybe go and get one really, really good upgrade? Maybe a top end winger to put on that second line, compliment Ryan Johansson or Mikhail Granlund or whoever's on there. Uh, Do they, you know, play it safe, maybe save that money, make a couple of smaller deals, but good deals kind of reshape maybe the middle six or that bottom fourth line. Uh, or does Poyle wait until the tide goes back out and see where things stand? And a lot of options for David Poyle today. Uh, and you can make a realistic case for really any of those scenarios playing out. Yeah, it's very hard going into today to have a great idea of what David Poyle is going to do. A, because David Poyle is going to David Poyle. Poyle's going to Poyle. It's a verb. You just never know what he's going to do or not do. So it's kind of tricky. But now that Philip Forsberg is signed, in some ways that kind of clicks some things into place. And so I feel like there are some things that he should do 
but I can't guarantee that he's going to do. I agree with you. I think it would be very smart for the Predators to take a look around and see if they can find some sort of second line winger at a, a decent price. Um, but this is a position I think might be worth paying a little bit, you know, spending some of that millions on because that was a huge whiff for the Predators this last season. So I can tell you what I hope David Poyle does, but I sure can't tell you what I think David Poyle's going to do. You just never know. This is, it, you just never know. It's like, what is Santa going to bring every year? You don't know. Yeah. You don't know. You want the PS5, but, you know. You might get Uno. Yeah. <laughs> small, small gap there. You might yeah. get the PS5. You might get Ben Harbor. Who knows? Oh, gosh. Um, okay. So what do you, what do you want to see happen? Because you said you kind of know what you want Poyle to mm -hmm. do. Um, what, what is that for me? A hundred percent. I think the first thing that Poyle needs to do is go out and look for somebody for that second line. I feel like that is project number one. I feel like that's a move that will have the most impact on the team going into this next season. There are some options where if he doesn't do it, I could see where you can kind of juggle some lines a little bit, maybe bump Tanner Janot up. I don't know if you want to give Phil Tomasino a little bit of second line time next season, but I don't think you're going to be able to get the same kind of bang from that second line offensively as if you go out and you pick up somebody with a, a little bit more of a track record of generating offense. So that for me is number one. If he does that, everything else is gravy for me. How about you? What do you think he, what, what are you hoping he does? Well, obviously I think they've priced themselves out of any of the top people on the market. Um, for sure. Obviously not getting Johnny Goodrow. Uh, that's no. um, Burakovsky, who I guess would be like the next big winger on the list. Um, possibly him you know depending on what his cap space but that's not going to leave a lot of wiggle room moving forward and the preds still have some needs to address right. um i think the preds like they wouldn't be too out of it to maybe go and look at that kind of that next tier of players you know somebody like andrew cop um mm -hmm. very good two-way forward fits that identity and he scored 53 points last year now yeah none of the people in the next tier are going to be like Philip Forsberg where they go out and score 90 points, but you don't need them to, you just need them to score, you know, in the 40, 50 range, maybe get a player that's got like, you know, 24 goals and 20 assists. If, if they're in the 40 range, you know, just somebody who's, you know, the play is not going to die on their stick, which yes. is unfortunately what we saw last season uh, with Luke Cunningham and Ellie Tolvanen. So, you know, there's there's a couple of good options out there, and uh, we'll talk about some of the wild cards here in a second. But you look at a player like Andrew Kopp, uh, he's mm -hmm. somebody that can play center or a wing, so he's a very versatile player. Played a lot of wing uh, over in New York down the stretch, a 53-point uh, a player, and plays kind of with that identity the Preds really like to see. Um yeah, I mean, he, he's kind of a grinding style, a very solid four-checker, um, you know, plays with a lot of speed, does kind of the stuff that John Hines likes, especially from, like, the middle of his lineup. Mm -hmm. um, a good fit. And reportedly, uh, according to some sources, that's somebody the Predators do have their eye on. 
Yeah, and I think you hit on an important point as we go into today is that the predators need to be very specific about looking for somebody who already fits their identity. One of my biggest pet peeves is when they bring in somebody and then try to make them fit an identity. And it's, you know, I always compare it to parenting. You parent the child you have, not the child you wish you had. So to really get the most benefit, they need to kind of bring in somebody who has a style of play that's going to mesh a little bit easier, that's not going to need a ton of um, adjusting, refining, and all of that. And so Cop might be, you know, he might be a good get. He might be an easier fit than some other pieces that are available. And we've seen that kind of be the issue with Poyle in the past, too. I mean, the, the child tourist thing, um, you know, there is clearly a disconnect with how tourists played uh, versus how Laviolette wanted them to play versus how David Poyle envisioned that going. Um, you know, same thing for a very long time with the Mikhail Granlund trade, mm -hmm. uh, where it was just... The, clearly there is a disconnect there and it cost Granlin. Now, obviously that got fixed, but the Preds do have to be careful. Um, and I think you've seen them get better at that over the past year. Yes. Uh, where, you know, there's guys like, you know, Jeremy Lazan trade comes to mind. Mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're valuing how they play maybe over their output and you see right. that maybe benefit them. Uh, and even the way Mark Borowiecki played last year. Yes, I would agree. I think you you really go out and be intentional about finding somebody who either already has that style of play and has played that way. Bless you. Thank you. Or you get somebody who you feel like this is going to be an easy adjustment to their game. Don't try to get a square peg and shove it in a round hole. That's just not going to work. And I think, like you said, the Predators have tried to do that before. So hopefully we've learned our lesson and, you know, this... I would love to see them go out and get a second line piece that's going to be a great fit and that will play well against somebody with somebody like Johansson or Grandland. Yeah, let's look at some more names that the Predators could be interested in today, including a couple of wild cards, guys that may be available uh, or not. Or let's bring up the option, maybe the Preds go out and get some more cap space and make a mm -hmm. trade. Uh, lots of possibilities on the table. We'll talk about that in a second, but first want to mention today's show brought to you by our friends at rock auto. Uh, there are a lot of cars on the road, a lot of different makes and models, pretty much more now than ever before. So it's now basically impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all of the parts you need. So why bother? Why put on pants? Why go <laughs> out to the car? Why mosey on down to the store? and have to deal with people, have to interact. Instead, you can lay at home, in your bed, in the comfort of your AC, and just grab your phone and search rockauto.com. You save time and money when you're using Rock Auto. A lot of the chain stores charge 30, 50, or even 100% more from the same parts you get from rockauto.com. For example, Honda Odyssey fuel pump, $353 from a uh, generic chain store. If you get on rockauto.com, it is only $216. That's about $130 
back in your pocket. It's not some sketch shady website either. Rock Auto is a family business that's been do serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. We've got pretty much everything you could ever need to keep your car in tip-top shape, from carpet and upholstery to new brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, air fresheners, whatever you need. Just name an auto part. Name a name a piece. Name something. Rock Auto probably has it. So go to their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And when you do, write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com yeah, so we're talking free agency here on the Locked On Predators podcast. Of course, today uh, is the first day teams can sign unrestricted free agents. Some intriguing names on the market, and it seems like we're both kind of looking at sort of in that middle tier. Mm -hmm. um, you know, let's let's go the other way. Do you see a possibility that the Preds could go out and throw a lot of money, maybe at an Andre Burakovsky? or a Claude Giroux and call that a day? I think it would be very interesting if they did. I I just don't know that I see them doing that. I would love, I mean, think about it. How amazing would it be if the Predators could sign Burakovsky mm -hmm. or Giroux? I mean, God love him. Um, but, and the good thing with Giroux is you're getting veteran leadership, you're getting experience, but this Burakovsky, I'm telling you, Getting somebody like him for the Predators would be huge. And it would be so exciting to see. I think that would be a huge bump for that, um, you know, the top six. I think it'd be an amazing offensive uh, get. I don't know that I see them doing it, though. So I try not to think about it because I don't want to get my hopes up. But somebody like Burakovsky, if the Predators signed Burakovsky and called it a day, I'd be like, yes, we did. Yeah. Yes, we did. Do you it, think they're going to do something like that? Can you see I, them making a big? I don't. Uh, you know, yeah. I think the Ryan McDonough trade pretty much wiped out any chance of the Predators making a big splash when it comes to forwards. But hey, that's okay because you just signed Philip Forsberg, who had 84 points last year. You still have Matt Duchesne, another 86 point guy. So you have, you know, your top end scoring. Um, and, you know, beyond that, you also had Mikael Granlin and Ryan Johansson, who each had pretty good seasons. So you need help in that middle of the lineup. And right. uh, maybe Burakovsky or Giroux uh, are not the guys that are going to do that for you. Although Giroux probably is going to wind up in the middle six of some team this year. Yeah. Um, you know, an interesting option, because there's a couple of interesting options out there. You know, you look at somebody like Andre Palat. Yes. Somebody who's probably going to get around five and a half. Um, there's rumors that Tampa has been doing whatever they can to try to bring him back. Part of the reason for the Ryan McDonough trade. Uh, but, you know, he's still going to be out there. Uh, you look at Vincent Trocek from mm -hmm. the Carolina Hurricanes, somebody that can play center, somebody that can play wing. He had 51 points last year. And again, it's kind of that like bratty kind of player <laughs> that always seems to do well with the Nashville Predators yeah. and that identity. Um, you know, even let's throw a wild card out there. Somebody like Mason Marchman from the Florida Panthers, who is going to get a big raise, uh, 47 points in 54 games last year. 
for the Florida Panthers, kind of an out of nowhere season, uh, mm-hmm. sort of like he's done a lot of stuff really well. Like if you look at his, uh, you know, I think it was Brian Baston that shared some of his comparison yes. starts last year. And it was like wildly like, like, like if you rank them, he's like be like one of the best players in the league. Um, it, it, the only thing is he's a player that kind of does that in, in small doses, i.e. only plays like 14, 15 minutes a game. So he's not going to be a top end guy. But if you use him right, that's another valuable piece. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of decent wild cards out there that I can see the Preds making a run at and somebody that I would see maybe fitting in on this team very, very well. Now you're forgetting one name that I have not given up on. Want to want to say it together? Yes, Phil Kessel, baby, come on! You Let's didn't say it, it with me. I just was Let's left open. Yeah, and and there was talk that the Predators were in on Kessel at the deadline, but yes, just couldn't get the deal done. So like, there's there's interest there. I would love it if the Predators snagged them a a, a little bit of Phil Kessel at the deadline, you know, this would be for me, a great get again, player whose style, whose sass, whose sauciness fits in really well with the Predators. Yes. Is he hockey old in theory? He's hockey old, but let's be careful on that one. But size wise, he's what the Predators look for. Style wise, he's what the Predators look for. And Oh my gosh, can you imagine the amount of sass on a line if you had Phil Kessel and Ryan Johansson. Yeah. Like so much sass. So Phil Kessel's somebody I'm really curious to see what ends up happening with him and would love to see the Predators at least take a swing at it. Yeah. Kessel, I think, is an intriguing guy. Mm-hmm. Um, because you look at it last year, you said, oh, he only had eight goals. Uh, so maybe he's a little bit cooked. And that, that was kind of the talk around Arizona was he's just not the player he is. But he's true. But he still had 44 assists for a 52-point mm-hmm. season. That's pretty good for the middle of the lineup. And if you're playing with a playmaker like Ryan Johansson or Mikhail Granlund, whatever the lineup winds up being, yeah, you can conceivably see uh, Kessel wind up scoring some more goals. He's yeah. durable. He hasn't missed a game in over a decade. Um, so you don't have to worry about shelling out some cash to a guy who's going to get you know put on IR as soon as he gets over here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's certainly has some defensive liabilities now. Maybe that's kind of a sticking point for the Predators who like everybody to play with kind of a two-way identity. True. But again, you know, you play him with Ryan Johansson, who's good with defense. You play him with Mikhail Granlund, who's also very good defensively. Maybe that sort of echoes that out. Phil Kessel, I think, can kind of be an X-factor. You know, we talk about him playing on that second line. Let's also not forget Cody Glass may be on the team next year. Phil Tomasino might be on the team next year. Those are two young players. Yes. Use a guy like Phil Kessel to kind of show them how to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's a very boom or bust line. You know, you put that line out there in the offensive zone. Uh, that's going to be very intriguing and exciting to watch. Kessel's a guy that can really get those two going. And I, that was kind of my thought as well, is if you're going to bump up somebody like Phil Tomasino, if you're going to try him out in a little higher role, 
it would be amazing to put him with somebody like Phil Kessel. You know, I just I just think it makes a ton of sense. Now, to make it really fun, we need to put them with Philip Forsberg and it would be like the Phil line. But that's not going to happen, people. Like expectations low. But the Phil line is a dream. Phil Kessel, I am 100% here for this one. And I'm really interested to see if there's any sort of rumor conversation that happens between the Predators and Kessel because I would love to see that one. Yeah, and it's probably going to be a cheap deal. Uh, yeah. So maybe one, maybe two deal, like two year. Yeah. Uh, relatively affordable AAV. Uh, so yeah, there, that's definitely an option for the Nashville Predators. I also feel like Kessel may be a guy who doesn't go day one. Uh, you know, maybe waits till right. the, uh, until the dust settles. Um, yeah, so I mean, there's some intriguing options out there. A couple of people we haven't talked about, and uh, we talked yesterday all the restricted free agents mm -hmm. uh, that got let go by their teams weren't extended a qualifying offer. There's a couple of them I think that might be an underrated fit for the Nashville Predators. Let's talk about that in a second. Yep, we're going to talk about that. And when I say that, I mean Rem Pitlick in just a minute. <laughs> Manifest, it, Manifest it. It's going to happen. My son will come home. Uh, but first, I do want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by our great friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including information about this year's NFL or NHL. Goodness, it's early. Free agency <laughs> moves. We're going to be tracking it all day long, and so we'll bet online. And, of course, they'll have Major League Baseball, any sport you can think of. Bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. And betonline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Betonline.net is the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all your favorites sports and events, including MMA, boxing, even golf, you can head to their website today or just use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. So, and yesterday we talked about uh, the restricted free agency trend uh, among the NHL, a lot of restricted mm -hmm. free agents, more so than usual. Yes. Um, qualifying offers and are hitting the market probably one of the best uh non-qualified classes that we've ever had in the nhl uh we've had guys like dylan strome for chicago that scored 48 points last year including 22 goals uh you know we've we've had guys like max domi for the carolina yes. hurricanes sunny milano uh, brendan lemieux danton heinen dominique kubalik a former 30 goal scorer um, a lot of interesting guys hitting the market, uh, including your boy Rem Pitlick. So, uh, is there somebody out there? We know you want Rem Pitlick back. Is okay. there another that's not Rem Pitlick that maybe you see being a fit for Nashville? Um, first of all, 
Rem Pitlick. Second of all, setting that aside, um, I, I, I I'm with you. I, I look at this and I'm like, did, did you all not really double check before you didn't send them a qualifying offer? But Dylan Strom is somebody that I think has generated some interest among the Predators fan base. Um, 69 games, 22 goals, 26 assists. This is somebody that could be an interesting look for Nashville. Kind of surprised that he is out there, but I'm not going to complain about it. That's somebody I think the Predators should take a serious look at. Yeah, you can tell when that happens. The tank job is in. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, oh, you're going somewhere. You're not exactly uh, trying very hard to put a competitive team on the ice next year. Um, Maybe that's to our benefit. You know, I'm okay with that. Yeah, Strom, I think, is maybe interesting just because he's, you know, he's he's a center. He's more of a playmaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you get him, do you move him to wing? Or is he a center, and do you kind of reimagine what the third and fourth lines are? Maybe the herd line kind of becomes your, like, the chase card, like the, the fourth line, but you have a really good fourth line. And then maybe you retool what your third line is is a yes little, you reimagine that a little bit um so that's an interesting option there um one guy i don't think is getting a lot of chatter that may be a good fit is sunny milano yes uh, the anaheim ducks a maybe one of the best hair games in the nhl fact uh, that is but, a fact you know he scored 34 points last year look he's probably not going to be a, a top six player um, but look, you know, we saw what the Preds did kind of with the fourth line last year, like put Tomasino out there as kind of a hodgepodge um, of rotating NHL or rotating AHL guys that came in and out. Um, Milano is somebody that can kind of fit in either the third or fourth line um, and be sort of a guy that provides sort of the out of nowhere scoring. He had a career best year last year with 34 points uh, in 66 games. Uh, probably not a big part of the Anaheim picture moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, you know, that's that's another option that I think intrigues me. Uh, another guy, a guy that just got released by the Flyers yesterday, and that's Oscar Lindblom. Yes. Uh, that he's offensively not quite where he was uh, before his cancer battle. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that has anything to do with that or not, or if it's just, you know, the type of player Uh, that he's kind of becoming, but very good defensively as well. He's somebody that could also be a very good bottom six player, you know, very good defensively, uh, you know, a past history of a little bit of an offensive jump. Uh, So as long as, you know, you're not expecting him to come in and score 40, 50 like points a year, um, maybe, maybe that's something you can kind of use to retool your bottom line. Yeah, and I think if you tinker with the bottom line, it opens up, like you had mentioned earlier, a lot of options in that middle six, where I think so many Nashville Predators fans have stuck in their mind, the third line is set. And the third line, the herd line has been phenomenal for the Predators, but this may be the season where we see that tinkered with and shifted up or down. And so I think if you can bring in some players like, um, I love Sonny Milano, like I love that idea, um, and bring in some of them to sort of put in your bottom six, you can make some adjustments to that second line. You don't necessarily have to go out and get second line. And you could, in theory, 
get fourth couple fourth line, third or fourth line guys, bottom six players, and tinker enough that you could put together a pretty interesting second line for the Predators. Now, I don't know that it would be maybe as immediately impactful as if you went out and you picked yourself up uh, Andre Burakovsky. But I think there's definitely options there. And so I wouldn't be, you know, as much as I think, go out and get yourself a second line guy. I wouldn't be horribly disappointed and feel a ton of doom and gloom about the season and the offensive production if they went out and picked up a couple of pieces like Milano, like Lindblom. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like there is, there's a lot of option there with the Predators. So they have to add something. I really feel like they're going to have to add something. Don't know if they will, but I feel like they need to add something offensively, but they could do it in a number of ways and and keep it interesting. Yeah. Uh, let's real quick make a couple of free agency predictions, shall we? Uh, we should. Real quick, Johnny Gaudreau. Where do you think Johnny Gaudreau winds up? New Jersey Devils. I yeah. actually do agree with you there. Yeah, I think he I think he'll go closer to home. I, New Jersey Devils. I would say the Flyers, but I don't really think that's going to happen. <laughs> I, uh, at this point, do you want to go to the Flyers? Plus, no, I don't, no, you do not. Yeah, plus I don't think they have the uh, the cap space uh, to oh. bring him in anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. let's let's do another one. Nazem Kadri. This one, I don't know, but I'm super interested to see where he ends up. And what I'm more interested in is what's he going to get? Like, I'm curious money-wise where Kadri is going to end up, like, end up. Not so much place. I'd be, you know what? He's somebody that I'm like, it'd be kind of fun if the Predators just took, took a look at him. Can I Test out, drive it. Can I throw out a wild card team that I think may have a pretty big day in free agency? Who's that? Uh, how about the Carolina Hurricanes? Yeah. I mean, they're a team, yeah. they're a team with a lot of cap space right now. Uh, they, they're only, um, you know, they're only restricted free agencies are Ethan Bear and Martin Nichas, who's probably not going to have a big deal. Uh, and mm -hmm. all their key guys are locked up for at least, you know, three, four more seasons. So I can see them going and taking a swing at a player like Kadri really help that team. Um, yeah. How about Claude Giroux? Oh, God love him. Um, <laughs> he's somebody, and again, that's a name that I wouldn't be horrified if the Predators talked to. Um, I don't know. I don't know where I see him going. But I, I mean, he's going to, like, today is going to be, I think today is going to be a day for him. But I don't know. Where do you think, where do you see him going? Well, there, there's chat that... Uh... That Ottawa is interested. Uh, obviously, Ottawa is doing some things. He grew up in the area. Ottawa seems like they have enough pieces that they're kind of ready to take that next step. They just got mm -hmm. King Kelly yesterday. Uh, maybe he's somebody that gets them back in the picture. Um, also, wouldn't count out a team like Carolina also being interested in Giroux. Mm -hmm. uh, Dallas Stars. Also, Dallas Stars had a lot of issues last year with scoring. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you bring in Claude Giroux and all of a sudden, you know, maybe that helps add some of that depth scoring. You know, they got uh, Joe Pavelski, who a lot of people was thought kind of on the backside of his career. Uh, he came in and pretty much became the best player on that team. So, yes, uh, there, there's history with going to the Dallas Stars there. Um, last one. And let's go to the biggest defensive guy on the market. John. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, I'm surprised like I'm surprised that he is 
that he's out there. Like I, I would think that D Dallas would have wanted to keep him. I don't know. Uh, where do I think he's going to go? I don't think he's going to go here. I know that much. We don't need him. We don't. We don't need him. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't see. I. I just. I'm focused on Rem Pitler. I'm, I meant Nashville Predators. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where do you? Where's Klingberg gonna go? Make Make a prediction. Make a prediction. Um, yeah. If it's not with Dallas, and I still think there's a very good chance he's back with Dallas. I'm I would. Yeah. Seattle Kraken. <gasps> go. That That's, would be interesting. Needs a pretty good defenseman to build around. They have Shane Wright and Matty Beneers, and they also have a couple of uh, you know still solid forwards and Jordan Eberle. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he maybe retools that a little bit. So yeah. yeah. What about somebody like Callie Yarncrook? Do you think Callie Yarn? What's going to happen with our boy, boy Callie and Kyle Turris? Let's not forget Kyle Turris is out there. David Poyle, you could make it right. <laughs> please, please don't make it right. You're already paying him. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, let's let's keep it let's keep it at one, shall we? All um, right. Yeah, I, I think Kyle Turris probably doesn't get an offer today. Um, Callie Yarncroke's an interesting one because he's somebody that I think can help a lot of different teams. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, th there's going to be a lot of teams going after him. Um, you know, maybe somebody like Toronto who does have a little bit of cap space to play with, um, and, uh, you know, needs kind of, they have obviously have the top end of their lineup. Maybe they just need a little bit more depth. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Who do you think of the Predators UFAs is gonna get gonna get the 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 first action? Do you see, you know, who on our UFAs do you think is gonna go quickly? I would say at all? Probably a team that is gonna take a very close look at Nick Cousins. Yeah. I who think so I think too. I still think is a very underrated player. Um, does can you know be used in a lot of different roles. Um, yeah, I think there's definitely a team that can go out there and add cousins to the bottom of their lineup and, you know, mm -hmm. kind of like, okay, we have a good piece on the bottom of our lineup. Um, yeah, I agree. Don't really see, uh, you know, unfortunately I, I don't think David Riddick, although we love him, we um, do. don't think he's going to be a big priority for teams today. Mm. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. Um, we'll, of course, have all the recap on free agency tomorrow on tomorrow's Locked On Predators podcast. Uh, Locked On Sports is also going to be hosting a hangout today uh, with some live reaction from all of the signings. So make sure you're tuned in to that. We'll have that for you. Until then, though, Anne, until then, though, Anne it's early. Where can the people find you? You can find my work at ontheforecheck.com. You can also find me staring at the screen, wondering what's going to happen with Rem Pitlick. And you can find me on Twitter at Ann K underscore Mama on Ice. I'm Nick Morgan. You can find me at ontheforecheck.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. While you're there, follow the podcast at LO underscore Predators. And if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe, leave a comment. Let us know what you think the Preds are going to do in free agency today. That's going to do it for us today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Back tomorrow with new episodes. See you then.